like he wanted to talk the entire way back to the dugout after striking out. Uh, I got the ball back from Donaldson after throwing the ball around, and he was still continuing to talk. So I asked him what he was saying, and he continued to talk more. So I walked to the dugout, thought he had a problem. But I mean, I don't understand why, why he would be running with mouth walking back to the dugout. It made zero sense to me. Blue Jays' Marcus Stroman on Tim Anderson. Some yapping as the Jays doubled up the White Sox 8-4 to yesterday. Welcome back to Toronto Today. I'm Andy McNamara with you till 1 o'clock here on TSN 1050, tsn1050.ca, and on the iHeartRadio app. Still to come, some NFL talk, some fantasy football preview. Get you ready for your fantasy pools and some Raptors. But lots more Blue Jays and baseball talk coming up right now with TSN Blue Jays reporter Scott Mitchell on the line. Scotty, how are you? I'm doing well. How are you doing? Doing good, doing good. So we had we heard Marcus Stroman off the top there and produced a ten and five, seven solid innings, pitched five strikeouts, a walk. What do you make of the whole situation? Because I'm of the I'm of the mindset. All right, Tim Anderson, he lingered, and Marcus Stroman walked to the dugout a little bit. He went to Twitter after. What do you make of this whole situation? Well, yeah, I mean, uh, another day, another interesting Marcus <laughs> Stroman moment, another interesting Marcus Stroman scrum, and. Uh, for for many reasons, it, it was just a just an interesting night for for Marcus uh, and and all of us watching. Because I mean, I I thought that whole thing was unnecessary. And there's so many there's so many things to unpack when you talk about this this situation with Strowman because he essentially was, you know, he's had these problems with with the delivery and the and the umpires uh, calling time in his delivery and his hitches in his timing mechanisms, which are essentially to throw hitters off and, and there's mm-hmm. nothing illegal about it. MLB has deemed there's nothing illegal about it. Um, talking to Russell Martin last night, it, he doesn't have a problem with, with these hitters calling time because it's a risk for them. They take the, they take the hand off the bat and, and they're risking not getting time called. He, he thought one was late last night and clearly Tim Anderson thought it, it was a couple. So uh, Russell thinks, you know, teams are teams are talking in their pregame meetings to say, "Hey, this is what he's going to do. Call time." And and the umpires have have been been granting it essentially, which ticks Stroman off, and that's that's kind of what set that that whole situation off. And uh, I I thought it was unnecessary. Anderson was was chirping on the way back to the dugout, and anytime a player chirps, um, Mark Stroman tends to tends to chirp back. That's who he is. That's We've seen him. He's a, an emotional guy on the mound. He's said many times he's not going to change his ways. But um, when you hear Tim Anderson talk after the game, um, it, it runs a little deeper than that. This is He says uh, this is a guy who cries all the time and, and, and acts like a baby. And, um, you know, there's definitely a reputation now for Marcus Stroman. There was before, and, and, it, and it's just kind of being punctuated every single time he takes the hill, especially over the last uh, kind of couple of months because – I've said this, you know, many times. I enjoy Marcus Stroman's starts because mm-hmm. you just never know what's going to happen. You never know what's going to go down, and it's seemingly every single time he pitches, um, something happens. And and this is a guy who comes out after the game and and isn't happy about things and 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 kind of takes it out on the media a little bit. And, and Anderson's in the other clubhouse talking about how essentially he has a reputation for doing that and. Um, Stroman wasn't only mad at that last night. He was mad at, uh, at a comment that, that Buck Martinez made on on the air um, when the when the mics were live and the mics were hot, and, and he said uh, he just can't help himself. And uh, you know, it takes the Twitter after to to kind of give his uh, 
give his say in, in his own unique way. And man, I mean, it, it just continues to continues to go around with Marcus Stroman. And, and in between that, um, he continues to pitch very well. Yeah, and and really. I'm fine with what he did and how he acts in general on the mound. The Twitter thing after to get to not be able to control yourself and, and you take to Twitter when you're emotional, never a good look. Rarely does it end positively. And that that's where I think that the whining side can kind of come out uh, as well. But Scott, when when I see Marcus Stroman like Okay, the Jays are dead last. They're not making the playoffs. And this guy's still coming out with fire, with energy. Don't you think from a, a clubhouse standpoint, you, people can point to him and say, look, he still cares. No one's ever going to accuse Marcus Stroman of not caring. And I think that can be a good thing for a club that's struggling. Sure, yeah. I mean, and then that's that's why you, you kind of take the good with the bad with with, with Stroman is because he, he continues to pitch well. Um, he continues to go out there every every fifth day and, and give it his all, and, and he'll tell you that. And yeah. whether he's doing that um, for the team or whether he's doing that for Marcus Stroman, you, you can decide that. But um, you know, yeah, you, you, you can't take anything away from the, from this guy's passion and this guy's um, you know emotional desire to, to pitch well and, and play this game. But um, I, I think at some point. Um, the drama, the shenanigans—they've uh, got to stop. And, and whether that's on Major League Baseball to to really give these umpires and, and give um, Stroman some kind of direction on these timing mechanisms in his delivery—that seems to be the root of it all. But um, whether you think that's the root of it all or not, uh, I'm not really sure because every time you hear an opposing player speak now, they, they talk about Stroman in a sense that it isn't just the isn't just the hitch in his delivery and and the, and the things he's doing to try to throw them off they notice the emotional stuff and and whether that's directed at them or not um is for you know only Stroman can answer that mm. but he clearly he clearly is rubbing people the wrong way on the baseball field and um maybe old school people wouldn't enjoy that um i know it's entertaining to watch for for everyone in the, in the building at the time because like i say you just never know what's going to happen but uh, I think this puts more pressure on, on, on Stroman to, to get results because when you're, when you're pitching well and getting results, you can do these things. You can, you can act this way. You can be brash and have bravado and, and do things like that. And, and when, you're, when your ERA is, is what it is, like Marcus Stroman's, like a sub 3.2 ERA, you're allowed to do that. But this places pressure on him to perform each and every time out because you can't do that if you're not pitching well. Yeah, uh, in conversation with Scott Mitchell, our TSN Blue Jays reporter, on Twitter, at ScottyMitchTSN. Uh, I have a show poll up today here, Scotty, at TSN1050Radio at AndyMC81. Can the Blue Jays contend for the playoffs next season with the same core group they have right now? Because the trade deadline, nothing of, of note, and I don't think that was overly surprising. The offseason still remains, but it, it seems like the message coming out is we still think we can contend with this core group of guys. How do you feel about that? Well, I mean, I'm on the record a few times saying that that I don't I don't think it's a crazy idea. I, I think there's a lot of work to be done between now and that happening, and it also wouldn't shock me to be sitting here in in May, June, July next season, going through the exact same conversations that that we've gone through over the past six to eight weeks, because they need to get out to a good start next year, and and but it all starts this winter. I mean, there's lots of holes on this roster to fix. But when you look at the top three in the rotation of Stroman, Sanchez, and, and Hap, 
and you look at the bullpen with with Osuna and um, a, a couple interesting pieces that have pitched well this year and kind of stepped up in, in Danny Barnes and, and Ryan Tapera and even Dominic Leone, who's having a, a quietly fantastic season. Um, and then you look at uh, Josh Donaldson being in a in a, in a contract year. Uh, if he doesn't uh, get moved this winter, which um, chances are, are chances are better that, that he's back than, than getting traded. But um, you just look at that and, and you look at uh, some of the other pieces in the lineup. If, if this is what Justin Smoke is now, if he's kind of turned into what everyone expected when he was drafted 11th overall, um, it, it's an interesting, it's an interesting roster. That, uh, despite the fact that, uh, you know, this team is, is buried seven games under 500 at this point without that horrific start, they'd be right in the wild card mix right now. And they've kind of done enough to, to keep their head above water. It's been an inconsistent and frustrating season to watch I think, for everybody. But uh, I think people are too focused on, on the disappointment of this season rather than looking at the big picture and taking a step back and, and looking at what's on this roster. Um, clearly, like I say, a lot of work to be done. You got to fix the outfield. You got to add some bullpen pieces. You got to, you, you have to fix the back end of the rotation. Um, you have to make a decision where Devin Travis is going to play and, and how healthy he is, um, and then uh, and then you go from there. And then you need uh, you need a little bit of good fortune. You need potentially a, a player to develop, um, maybe not unexpectedly is the right word, but maybe quicker than expected. Uh, an Anthony Alford, a Lord Escurial Jr. Uh, you need a, a couple of these young guys um, to maybe to maybe step up, but uh, things need to go right. Things stars need to align next season, but being in the wild card mix at eighty-five to ninety wins isn't out of the question. No, I agree with the, the win total there. Now, what about the John Gibbons situation? Because you mentioned the slow start under Gibbons. Notoriously, the team's been a slow starters. Now they've been able to overcome it. They haven't been able to this year. If you're going to stick with the same core, do you feel a manager change would make sense? Would it be something that the front office might be considering? Because that could be they, Gibbons still isn't their guy. Like they, they still have that card to play. Well, I mean, yeah, you look at uh, what's transpired this season, and, and I think pinning any of this on on, on John Gibbons would be uh, would be crazy because yeah. I mean, this is a veteran roster. This is a team that's been banged up. This is a team that's underperformed, and it hasn't underperformed because of uh, managerial moves or lineups or batting orders. It, it's it's underperformed because it's old and it's aging, and and all of their players that uh, you expected to, to take steps forward, um, save for maybe Marcus Stroman and, and Justin Smoke and a couple others probably in the bullpen, um, they, they just haven't done that. And, and it's it's impossible to, to put down the manager. I think the, the contract extension in the spring kind of gave you an indication that um, it's not their guy, but they're very happy with what they've seen um, oh, from John Gibbons over over the past couple of years, they like the way he manages that that veteran clubhouse. Could they make a change? Sure. I mean, they they could look at this season and say say we need a new voice, we need new leadership, uh, we, we need uh, a, a different guy steering this this team in the direction. But maybe that that comes along with uh, some sort of rebuild in the future where where you uh, where you look at uh, that the fact that it's, it's not a veteran group anymore, and you don't need a manager who's who's good at that. At, uh, at dealing with personalities and, and things like that. Maybe you need more of a, a tactician um, on, on the bench. But, uh, you know, that, that's just a, such a tough thing to say. I don't, think, I don't think Gibbons deserves 
um, to, to, to be fired. And I don't think, uh, I don't think that's uh, the focus for the Blue Jays at this point. I think everyone knows that, that this is simply a roster that got old in a hurry and has uh, just suffered through uh, uh, an unlucky year with a, a, number of, uh, a number of just bad performances. Yeah, I'm with you. I think Gibby is the perfect guy right now for this type of uh, roster. and He can be a placeholder for when they do make uh, any type of, of radical change to the lineup. Uh, Scott, thank you so much for doing this, man. Talk to you soon. Yeah, no problem. Take care. All right, Scott Mitchell, TSN Blue Jays reporter on Twitter, at Scotty Mitch TSN.